This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Okay, we've touched on baseball. We've touched on basketball. So now, let's go to college football and make our Week 8 picks. Pick 6. Pick 6. Chelsea, let's get this bad boy going. And I am starting Oh! Oh! Columbia, Missouri, folks! Missouri laying seven against South Carolina. Money has been coming in on Missouri most of the week. And here's a handicap you don't see every day. It used to be something we'd say back in the day before online gambling. You always fade the coach with a broken foot. That's Shane Beamer. Broke his foot in frustration, kicked something after that loss to Florida. I think it's going to be a huge letdown for South Carolina. And I just don't know how they're going to keep up with Missouri because if you look at the Gamecocks, two things. Number one, poor Spencer Rattler is constantly running for his life. He never gets any protection on that offensive line. But the reason why I really like this handicap is that the Gamecocks have one of the worst pass defenses in the country. And if you haven't warmed up to Brady Cook, in the Tigers' offense, you should. Missouri is number 20 in the country. They're having a very good season. The favorite has covered this number in six of South Carolina's last seven games. That is what happens here. Missouri minus seven in Columbia is the call. I tell you what, I'm ready for Spencer Rattler to move on. I'm sick of having <laughs> to bet on games with him. Agreed. In it because he feels like the ultimate wild card. Like some games he looks amazing, like a top-tier quarterback, and then he'll throw like three picks. And you're like, man, if you just don't make it a pick six, your girl has the under. So Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler, get to getting. Uh, if you want to watch that game, a 3.30 Eastern kickoff on Saturday. Pick six. Pick six. All right, let's do a little rivalry matchup in the SEC where we have Rocky Top visiting Tuscaloosa. Number 10, or excuse me, number 11, Alabama, hosting number 17, Tennessee. A total that has dropped from 48.5 to 47.5. And and I'm going to follow the money there. I'm hitting the under between these two teams whose offenses really haven't come to play as much this year as they did last year. Last year, a high-scoring affair. These two teams are worlds apart from those teams in the past. Let's start with Tennessee. Tennessee has hung its hat on defensive metrics this year. Top 10 in sack rate and top 15 in just about every defensive metric. They will be able to get some pressure on Jalen Milrow here. Jalen Milrow is probably the better quarterback here. Joe Milton has had real issues with explosive plays. And that lends itself to the under. I think Tennessee is going to try to run the ball a little bit. And speaking of trying to hold on to the football, head coach Nick Saban was on Pat McAfee yesterday and said the key to stopping offenses that try to pick up the pace and run that high tempo Mm -hmm. offense is to play ball control and keep the offense off the field. So I think that's what Alabama is going to try to do. Tennessee has been a cash cow to the under this season. Four and one to the under. Let's follow that trend. Under 47 and a half between Tennessee and Alabama. Chelsea, I really like that. I think it's a very good handicap. I was going to say Tennessee plus eight and a half, but I think the under is the play. And I love that you included something that Nick Saban said because sometimes that's those are sort of residual things that you don't necessarily hear before you handicap a game. So that makes me like it even more. Tide involves kicking it off at 3.30 Eastern in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. Pick six. Pick six.
Okay. I am betting this game for fun. Guys, Minnesota is taking on number 24, Iowa. The total is set at 32 and a half. I'm hitting the under. If you don't like this game, you're a communist. How can you not love a game with a total this low? This opened at 36 and a half. I got it early in the week at 34 and a half. Now it's down to 30 and a half in some places. Why is all the money coming in on the under? Why is this total so low? Because these offenses blow. I mean, they are so bad. Iowa was already having trouble moving the football, and that was before Cade McNamara got knocked out for the season. So it's Deacon Hill at quarterback, and his job is very simple. Deacon, you hold on to that football, and you just take care of it and hopefully we can win by a field goal. That's all he does. They don't do anything flashy. The Hawkeyes and the Golden Gophers also play at two of the slowest paces in all of college football. Their respective offenses are ranked in the 120s in college football. This game is going to be like 9-6 or something stupid, and I'm here for it. Under 32.5 between Minnesota and Iowa. This is low-key one of the best rivalries in sports. The odds makers going against Iowa and trying yeah. to set the totals low enough because you're right. Some of these games have been absolute rock fights. Like they can't put a total at 15, but some of these right. games have really ended uh, with totals in the teens and 20. So I'd be with you there. If you want to watch that rock fight, uh, it is a 3:30 kick in Iowa City on Saturday. Big six. Big six. All right, up next for me is a situational spot. Sometimes in college football, it's less about the matchup and more about the market. The market for USC has never been lower. They're coming off their worst game of the season where Caleb Williams had his worst game of his career and a loss to Notre Dame. I think this is a good bounce back spot. I'm going to take USC laying the seven at home here. This would be different if Utah was playing USC in Utah. They're way better at home. Uh, Utah prides itself on a great defense, but offensively, there's no way they can go tit for tat with USC's offense. I think Caleb Williams actually shines here. And even if they don't put up a 50 spot, I think USC can come away with the win. So the lowest number you'll probably get on USC all season long. I will take USC and Caleb Williams. Let's look at his sample size. He's had a yeah. great career in college football, won the Heisman. I don't think one game should be his downfall. So let's take USC minus seven. I actually like that pick as well. It, it seems contrarian, but but I'm with you. When a line doesn't make any sense like this, you have to take a look at why it might not make any sense. And I'm with you. Big game for Caleb Williams. He responds here. Utah cannot keep up offensively. This Pac-12 battle gets underway at 8 o'clock Eastern on Saturday night. Pick six. Pick six. Hey, let's stay in the Pac-12, shall we? Number nine, Oregon. Laying 20 against Washington State. I feel really bad for Washington State because they are going to get mollywhopped. They are going to get donkey stomped over the weekend. Oregon absolutely should have beaten Washington last week, but instead Dan Lanning decided he would go for it like 17 times on fourth down. He said after the game, it was his fault. And you know what? It was, but more than anything, Chelsea, this game is about motivation. Oregon has already proven it can play with Washington. 
It's still arguably the best team in the Pac-12. I still think it's the Huskies. But here's the thing. If Oregon keeps winning, they can get a rematch against Washington in the Pac-12 championship game and still win the conference. This will start on Saturday afternoon. If you're looking for some numbers to back this up, Oregon 5-0-1 against the spread this season. They have covered 10 of their last 11 at home, and I can assure you they will have no problem running up the score in the second half. Oregon minus 20 hosting Wazoo. I like playing good teams coming off a loss. I think that's a really great situational spot in college football. So I like that play on Oregon if you want to watch it. 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. Or no, uh, 3.30 Eastern, excuse me, at Autzen Stadium. Big six. Big six. All right, finally from me, let's take an under between UCLA and Stanford. This one has dropped to 53 and a half. I think you'll lay a little extra juice if you can get a 54. That is a key number in football. But I think the numbers have been skewed a bit with some of these totals for Stanford because Stanford has had to face some really dynamic offenses. They've had to face Oregon. They've had to face USC and also a pretty solid Colorado offense. All of those teams extremely dynamic on the offensive end. UCLA will probably score some points against Stanford, but they're mm-hmm. a team that wants to run the football, running the ball over 50% of the time. Plus, the UCLA defense has been surprisingly good. Top 10 in stop rate in all of college football. Stanford has one of the least experienced offensive lines in all of football as well. I think they're going to really struggle to score points against UCLA's defense. And also, both of these teams have still been hot to the under. Stanford, a perfect 3-0 and to the under at home. And both teams combining to go 4-8 and to the under over, or excuse me, 8-4 and to the under overall this season. So let's hit the under between Stanford and UCLA. It is a 10:30 Eastern game under the lights at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. Chelsea, do you feel more confident now about betting on college football now that we have a bigger sample size or it's still sort of a little dicey for you? No, absolutely not. College football lives <laughs> and breathes on chaos. So like you can have all the numbers in front of you, yeah. but I feel like we see more outlier plays where it's a pick six, it's a muffed punt. So, no, I never feel confident about betting on college football. I know. I'm the same way. And I want to bet some of these plays. I'm confident in them. Am I going to put them in my best bets? <gasps> Negatory, Ghost Rider. I'm not going to do that. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.